Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Wilson. We, you can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. We do have an inbox, and it is getting some action once again. I am your uh, show-stopping host, Brian Wilson. And I'm your host-stopping host, Jay Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> this show is a showstopper. This episode sponsored by Mueller Construction. Yep. Because uh, Mike uh, was in the process of tearing apart his bathroom, yes. I believe. he's he, he made one of the bathrooms beautiful, and now he's making the original bathroom. Well, he manifested a bathroom that was beautiful out of a half bath. He made a full bath. And now he's making the original full bath a better full bath. Okay. Yeah. But needless to say, he was making a lot of noise, and he has so graciously agreed to halt construction so that we could record our podcast. So, yeah, so. this episode is sponsored by Mueller Construction Company, and we really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but at least our thanks are out on the waves now. Yeah. He can use this as a digital mm-hmm. thank you card. Um, yeah. So anyway, later in the episode, we're going to talk about how I believe I am getting more insecure as I proceed through life. And we're going to kind of break that down and why that might be. But before we get to that, as always, Jay, mm-hmm. how was your 4th of July? It was, it was I know I ask you this. <laughs> I know I ask you this every week, but this is the one week where it actually pertains yeah, to I current events. It. I was waiting. <laughs> um, but no, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. Um, I went back to Cincinnati. So I was hanging out with those folks um, at my house that I used to live at and will never again live at. Um, but it makes the most sense for me to kind of stay there when I go back, especially because I have friends there. But uh, anyhow, it was two humans versus six cats. <laughs> Who so, wins in that battle? Well, I don't know. They definitely uh, made more biscuits than we did, but we were larger and fiercer. Um, but that was even with all of your baking prowess, they still made more biscuits than you. Yeah, I didn't bring my starter. So, um, but no, so that was that was interesting. Um, it was uh, my roommate Nick was taking care of all six cats while various roommates were away. <laughs> um, but got to hang out with some running club guys. Got to on the actual well. I celebrated the most on the Sunday, because on the Monday I had work the next day, you know, I just kind of came home, did my stuff I needed to right. do to get ready. But uh, on the Sunday, we swam in a river, there was a bridge you could jump off of into said river. Um, it's pretty tall, it was like a, maybe like a 30 footer. Oh wow, that's a, that's a good jump. Yeah, but water was plenty deep, so we're never really in too much danger. Um, Wait, were you at the Little Miami River? Yeah. Okay, I think I'm familiar with that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't Great know. jumping bridge. Yeah, I don't know if you recall, but you have to, like, climb down into it and then, like, out over it. So, there is a yeah. there's a little dicey part where, like, if you fell, you land on, like, the shore and probably hurt yourself. But, um, mm-hmm. I reasonably, uh, you had, to, you had to really mess up bad to fall off that bridge when you didn't want to. Um, yeah. Most good things in life come with a calculated risk. Yeah, but the most dangerous... As we've discussed on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But the most dangerous uh, part, I'd say, was um, I'm sitting out there over the water, so out of the danger zone. If I just, like, limp biscuit fell off the bridge at that point, I would have just landed in water in an awkward fashion. Probably mm-hmm. leaving a welt of sorts, but, you know, I would I would have been fine. <laughs> but um, 
I was sitting out there waiting for my friends to catch up. And then uh, eventually they did, and I went to stand up. And I crack my head on this vertical steel member. And um, <laughs> it didn't actually crack my head open. No skin was broken, but it was like loud enough to where like all the heads snapped towards me where I had just hit my head. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, oh! And I was just not happy. Um, yeah. So then right after that, I was like, well, like I didn't break skin. It def like that definitely didn't feel good, but... I guess it's time to jump off this bridge now. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, Jay, but what if you're concussed? And I said, guys, I was a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I jump in and I pass out, my training will snap into effect. I will enter the <laughs> avatar state and save myself. So, uh, but yeah. Well, we're still here, so yeah. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, yeah, so everything was fine. Um... I mean, that definitely didn't feel good, but all in all, that was exactly that was exactly the kind of vibe I wanted on the Fourth of July. You know, just like doing yeah. some like Midwest stuff, being outside, drinking some light beer, and just mm -hmm. yeah. And the way then, the forefathers intended. Yeah, and a lot of my friends point out that they kind of were trying to be like a little low key about Fourth of July this year, just because of um, a little low key. Like, what a little low key this Fourth? You know, if people were yeah. particularly upset about what's going on in politics and they just kind of just like you know what i'm not gonna just like go balls to the wall on the holiday that's celebrating our country um interesting yeah so that was i was just like oh yeah i didn't think about that like i never really i don't know i don't really tie fourth of july to like how you feel about the country on a given day yeah and also like i don't know what it really is the fourth of july like it's when we yeah. signed the Declaration of Independence. Mm hmm So, I don't know. But anyhow, so then, I wasn't making a political statement. I just wanted to do meal prep on Monday. But, uh... <laughs> there you go. But, no, I thought that was interesting. Um, but anyhow, Brian, how was your 4th of July? Um, it was pretty good. Typical Wilming, Wilmington 4th. We uh, took a boat out to a beach, hung out there, and then took the boat somewhere else to watch a bunch of fireworks shows. It's really cool watching fireworks on the beach because a lot of people shoot fireworks off the beach. So, and it's all flat and, like, clear. So, if you go to the beach, you can see, like, a million fireworks shows. You're not close to any of them, really, mm -hmm. but you can see them all up and down the beach. So that was pretty cool. Um, Hannah, who moved to Colorado, came back. She was back in town, so we got to hang out with her all weekend, meet her new boo thing, so mm -hmm. he's pretty cool. We like him. Give him a stamp of approval. Nice. Um, and yeah, pretty run-of-the-mill fourth. We didn't go too crazy either. Once the crazy crowd started showing up, we took the boat and went elsewhere, and then nice. we had a midday nap, so that was nice too. Mm. But yeah, not much to report. I do have a story I want to tell you that's running related, though. Okay. So, two stories, actually. So the first story is that I'm really excited. I feel like I've reached the peak of the running community in Wilmington after my long summer of trying to get involved in the running community. I feel oh, yeah. like I've reached reached a moment, yeah. So I started out with just the Wilmington Roadrunners, which is like the easy-to-find running Facebook group in Wilmington. They have group runs here and there. So I started going to some of those. Every once in a while would 
meet up with someone that I could run like my paces and distances with because they're few and far between, as we mentioned before. Because you're so good. But yeah, started. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, started to meet some people, and then they would say, "Oh, well, I go to a workout on this day at this place," or like. You know, so then I'm like, oh, well, I'll tag along for that workout. And then at that workout, you meet more people and then they go to different things. So I've been like meandering through all these different workout groups and days that people do workouts. And then I finally, I think I mentioned last week that a long day workout that I did with that one guy where it was two by three miles Mm -hmm. at six minute pace or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, we do workouts on Thursdays at the track. So I was like, okay, I'll come to a Thursday workout. And I go, and I know this is uh, without limits, which is the more elite uh, running group that people like pay for coaching to be in and everything. And I was like, "Eh, is it okay if I come and I don't pay? He's like, yeah, you can just like come at least once and like see what it's about and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get to the track Thursday morning and the whole parking lot is full. And I'm like, is there a, an orientation event or like something for the college? Like what's going on? And then I get to the track and there's a mob of like 50 people. And I'm like, oh, this is like a big group. Like this is a, this is the real deal. Yeah. And then I immediately got scared and I was like, well, I can't just approach this group now and work out with them. Like. I don't know, they all pay for this, I feel kind of bad. So I just started warming up near them. <laughs> yeah. Can I just and then pause you for a what? second? The amount of people that I've yeah. sprinted to after, mid their run, and just started like <laughs> saying, Hey, who are you? <laughs> Rush Run Club. <laughs> <laughs> well no, like what was it? I did that with the I didn't realize it was the Emory team when I was in uh Atlanta. Oh really? Yeah, like, I saw these guys just running fast, and I, like, caught them, and I was like, what are you guys doing? And they're just like, thresholds! And I was like, oh! And then they finished, and I was, anyways, but... Because you were looking for a group to run with? Yeah, I just, these days, if I see someone running fast, I just chase them. <laughs> Interesting approach. Probably pays off, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I was warming up near them, and then one of the people that I run with on Saturday was like, hey, Brian, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh, hey, and they're like, are you gonna do the workout with us? And I was like, well, I was going to, but then I saw your group, and I got nervous. <laughs> so then they brought me over, they're like, oh, yeah, you should run with this guy, he's probably about your pace. And I was like, okay, lo and behold, it's a guy that I ran with, like, two or three years ago. What? And I'm like, I'm like, do you remember me? He's like, yeah, Brian. I was like, okay, cool. So we remembered each other and we were just like chatting and catching up on everything. And then we do the workout and I realize he's the best one there. Oh, so they were just like, oh, you should run with the best guy. Yeah. They're like, he's probably your pace. So it's me and him leading this workout, like out in front. Nice. And I'm like, and I'm like, so he's the best guy. And I know this is like the best group in Wilmington. Oh boy. And I was running with him. And I was just like, I had like such a moment of just like full circle everything. I was like, I set out this summer to like get more involved in the community and like meet a bunch of people. And now here I am with the best group and the best guy like running at the front of a workout. Yeah. Do you have any satisfying? Any interest in uh, joining that group? Or do you just want to make the I do not want, I don't want to pay to join the group. Because a lot of people say, like, if you pay, it's only worth it if you're getting, like, the one-on-one coaching. And they do one-on-one coaching. But I'm still trying to feel out the vibe if it's okay to show up to the group workouts but not pay for the individual coaching. Because mm-hmm. everyone I've asked has said that it's fine. 
but I mm. still feel like it's not. So I don't really know. So, so there is a tier that you pay and you just don't get any coaching? I don't, that's what I don't really know. I should check their website, honestly, and see, because yeah. maybe their website says like, we do group workouts, all are welcome if you want individual coaching. I, I want someone, I want like one of the coaches of the group to say, yeah, you can come here. We don't care. Yeah. And like after the workout, everyone was asking me, they're like, oh, are you coming back next week? Like, are we going to see you again? And I'm like, I don't know. And I never said like, do I have to pay? <laughs> yeah. So it was like the strip club all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, so, and then aside from that, so that was last week, and then last weekend, I did a time trial, Jay, because you had your good 5k last week, or yeah. whenever it was, and I went out with the same intentions, well, actually, it was super hot and humid, and my warm-up, I felt like hot garbage, so I was just gonna call it and go home and be like, forget this, but I needed a time trial for the corporate national meet coming up, mm. so I was like, well, I can just, like, Use the time trial I did a month ago. It wasn't fast, but whatever. I don't care. I feel terrible. Yeah. But then just as I was about to pack it in and go home, it started raining. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, this rain's feeling pretty good. I feel like the running gods are having mercy. <laughs> so I set out. I realized after the fact, I set out with the goal of hitting the same pace that you set out to hit, 1830. Yeah. And I was getting my kilometer splits. So each kilometer I was coming in a little quick like a little under pace and I was like okay this is good I'm like doing well feeling all right and then after I think after the fourth kilometer I was like okay I was this fast on this many kilometers I'm like oh I'm gonna be right at the 18 minute barrier <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so I start kicking it in yeah and uh long story short finish the time trial look down at the watch 1750 1750. Yeah, I figured you edged me out, you yeah, then, son of a gun. Yep, and then I tagged you in the uh, Strava post. Did you I, see that? I did you? It probably wasn't a regulation <laughs> yeah. distance. It was 5K by my watch. That's mm -hmm. as much regulation as I have. It was not USATF certified. I, so. I had FAT, so... That's true. Fully yeah. automatic timing for the layman. Um yeah. Fat Do you think timing. you lost nine seconds on the turns? Well, you know, I think perhaps... Weaving through the crowds. Dry heaving, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll just have to find out at the next uh, WVW Classic. Yep. <laughs> or VVVVV. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But yeah, so those are my two running stories. And then I have one other short story if you'll stand to listen to it. Wait a minute, did you just realize we run the DVD Classic? The DVD. WVW. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'll go with that. We'll have to rebrand. Sydney said, we're, Sydney said we're not allowed to abbreviate or to acronymize <laughs> acronyms with other letters. <laughs> I was trying to explain to her the DDDDC or whatever it is. I was going to say, do you know it yet? It's I can't remember. The I weekly, feel like I change it weekly, every week. Weekly, weekly Wilson conference call. So then we abbreviate it to WWWDD. No, CC for conference CC, call. CC, yeah. And then we abbreviated it to WWWC. Double, so it's... 
which then is the acronym for that is DDDDS. And then there was a lot of contention over how you... There's a lot of contention over how you spell C. (laughs) (laughs) Because I said S-E-E, and Sydney said C-E-E, I guess. I don't know. Then I'm like, no, that's key. Okay. So then... I don't know, it could go either way. I need to write this down. I, like, <laughs> yeah, I think we've gone too far. My other um, story is really quick. I just had a dad moment at Lowe's where right. uh, we're building the van and we have to screw a lot of screws and our one drill is not great. So Sydney's like, we should get, or no, we have, we're borrowing a good drill, but we only have one battery and the battery doesn't last very long. So Sydney's like, we should get another battery for this drill. And I'm like, it's not even our drill. Why would we get a battery for it? <laughs> um, but it would be nice to have another battery. So then, and she's like, and then once you get the battery, then later we can get the our own drill. drill. Yeah. And I was like, well, that makes sense, but I still don't like it. <laughs> so we were looking and the battery for the drill, Jay, was $120. Yeah. Dad's bought multiple drill sets to get more batteries. Yeah. Which doesn't really make much sense. But this really struck me. While we were sitting there, I was, it was one of those times where I was vehemently morally opposed to buying this battery, but I knew we should buy the battery because it would be really nice to have. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's at least look around and see, like, I feel like some of the drills are less than that. Like, let's look at the drills. And Sydney's like, okay, whatever. And we go over and I found a drill that came with a charger and two batteries and a carrying case for $99. Was it the same drill? And I was... Same drill. Oh. Yeah. Came with... Yeah, two of the same batteries that we were looking at. (laughs) And I was like, how on God's green earth is this $99 and one battery, no charger, no drill, is $120? Yeah, that's wild. Because everybody wants an extra battery. Like, what's the... What's the business... What are the business people doing there? Like, At that point, you could just... You could buy two of those sets. And then... Sell one of the extra batteries with the, the extra drill for like a hundred bucks at a discount. So, I don't know how that works in capitalism. How yeah. anyone buys a battery. It might have been like a longer lasting battery or something. I don't know. I was just very confused. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, we do need to keep this podcast moving because we don't want to delay construction for too long. So, is there anything else you want to say or you just want to get on over to the subject of zone? Fire up, Cletus! Jay, so as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I believe that I'm feeling more insecure or or less confident with myself as I've grown older and moved through life, which I thought the opposite was kind of supposed to happen. And it's kind of come and gone, but lately I've been like, wow, a lot more things are bothering me than I feel like used to. And I kind of wanted to dive into it with you and break it down and maybe spitball a few reasons as to why that might be happening. Yeah, I feel like... um... I don't know if I've said this exact sentiment to you before, but, like, I definitely also feel like I've gotten, like, less cool and, like, less good at talking to people. 
Time out. I lost your audio. Um, I feel like I've gotten less cool and less good at talking to people, which it's like not, I don't love saying, but I'm glad you had me say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm glad we're both feeling the same way. So maybe we can empathize a little bit. We can relate to each other mm -hmm. as we break this down together. But I'd like to start with an anecdote All right. to show you how this has manifested itself in my life. So... Flashback a few weeks ago, Jay. Sydney and I were heading over to our friend Colleen's house. We were driving there. Sydney wanted to bring a drink with her. So she um, poured her drink into a shaker cup, brought mm -hmm. it with her in the car. And then um, we're on our way over there. And Sydney's taking sips of her drink. And she's like, This tastes really weird. Like, tasted like mildew. And she's like, did you wash this with soap? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And we basically concluded that there had previously been a protein shake in the shaker Ooh. cup. Protein? And it had not been washed with, yeah. Protein has such a tenacious, like, bad smell. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think there had previously been a protein shake. So there was, like, a weird smell in the cup. And I had not washed it with soap. So the weird smell remained, so when you poured the drink in, it, like, tainted the drink, kind of. Mm -hmm. So then we, <laughs> and then we proceeded to have, like, kind of an argument, but not a real argument in the car over mm -hmm. why I don't use soap and why I think soap is unnecessary. Even yeah. though I knew I was clearly in the wrong and this dish definitely needed soap, but you know how we get. Well, Brian, okay. if I may interject for a second, I have mm -hmm. washed my protein shaker with soap before still you give it 24 hours it smells funny yeah you, yeah you need to do it like two or three times so i'm like yeah. maybe i even did use soap on this but not no, enough to get you, the stench out yeah you need to like bathe it in fire to get rid of the protein smell <laughs> <laughs> yeah so regardless we get to colleen's house we're hanging out chatting having a good time and eventually something causes the conversation about the drink in the protein shaker cup to come back up. Yeah. And then Sydney was um, describing what had happened. And she was like, so, uh, so Brian doesn't like to use soap on dishes all the time. And then our friend goes, yeah, that sounds pretty on brand for Brian, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> yeah. But it bothered me like a lot. Yeah. Like, enough to the point that when we were driving home, I was like, I brought it up to Sydney that I was like, I don't like that people think I'm gross. Like, that that's, like, my brand, I guess. Or it's just, yeah. like, something about me. Which, and I don't think it's inaccurate. Like, mm -hmm. I've definitely flaunted the fact that I probably used less shampoo, maybe less soap than most people, and I will, or not debilitate, what is it, deliberate on why most people need less soap than they're actually using. I'll argue that to the ends of the earth, but I don't want to get into that right now. The point is, before it didn't bother me, and now I'm like, eh, well, everyone thinks I'm gross, and that kind of bothers me, even mm -hmm. though I think I'm right. Yeah. I think, it never has before. Yeah, so my initial thought, one, in my mind, soap is simply a degreaser. Um... Mm -hmm. Like, if you want sterile dishes, in my mind, 
you need to run it through the dishwasher and get it at a high heat. You know? Yeah. Like, so for me, soap, it's only utility <laughs> is to help remove food matter. So once I've removed all the food matter, clean dish in Jay's book. You're, you're preaching to the choir, Jay, but yeah. I, I don't want to get too down in the weeds no, about not, yeah. why you should or shouldn't use soap. That's just <laughs> but, a, a, an example, a case study yeah. to this. Because so, it's something that I do, I think is right, I'm fine with that, it's yeah. what I believe. But then other people say, well, that's weird. And before I would say, okay, well, I think it's right, so... Mm-hmm to each their own, and now I kind of go like, well, should I not do that then? It's like I'm less confident about it. Well, I think for and that's me... that's just one it, thing. Yeah, I think for me the journey, or sometimes what it comes down to is that the older you get, you do things for no reason less often. Like, you almost... You more often have a reason for doing things, is a much cl- more clear way to say that. Um, mm-hmm. But then when somebody, like, attacks or judges something that you like, do for a reason and believe in because it aligns with certain values of yours, mm-hmm. it's, like, more of a gut shot to, like, you as a person because you, like, it's more closely tied to how you look at the world and value things. Okay. In my mind. So um, you're saying the older you get, the more the more thought out your actions or potentially your inactions are and the more stake you have behind them, the more thought has been put into them. So you identify with them more. So then when people, um, judge something you do or don't do, then it feels more like they're judging you directly. Yeah. That in conjunction with the fact that I think as you get older, you just think about others more often and therefore think about how others view you more often. Okay. So we're thinking this is maybe a normal thing. Or at least, I guess we're trying to explain why it's a normal thing, since we both feel this way. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, I found myself in this position on similar things where it's like hygiene things that I don't care of, like eating other people's food, or like eating food off the (laughs) ground, or you can make fun of you and I for a myriad of reasons that we're unconcerned with certain hygiene things. Um... I would like to point out that, like, in our defense, we don't completely not care about hygiene. Like, I care about smelling good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to smell bad. And like, I don't know. Like, I like. I don't like. I trim my fingernails. I don't like having like dirt on. I don't know. You know, like we're. It's not that we u- universally dismiss hygiene, and I don't want to make this a hygiene podcast again. But um, I know I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. That one most clearly stands out to me because it's just, like, innately frustrating when people judge something for you that you also judge others for. Or at least to me Mm -hmm. it is. Um, So, like, when people judge my, like, habits on XYZ, if I judge them right back, one, that's just kind of a weird dynamic and not a great dynamic to have. Mm-hmm. But that makes me feel bad, but then it makes me also feel like helpless in a sense, in terms of like the part that they think is weird or gross about me or negative about me, I don't want to change. Right. So then that I think also makes you feel a little worse, where you're just like, this is definitely me, and they definitely don't like it. 
Yeah. So, um, I have, like, I identified that, like, it bothers me that people think I'm not clean. Mm-hmm. Or, like, not not even that I'm not clean, just that, like, I don't use as many cleaning products. Mm-hmm. So, I have started, like, using soap every day in the shower, using toothpaste every day when I brush my teeth. Where, before, it would be, like, maybe a, every two or three days thing, you mm-hmm. know? Which, to each their own, whatever. But now I'm doing it not because I thought I was dirty before. I'm doing it because of other people's expectations. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like this is a bad thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe it is good as far as, like, lifestyle. But uh, regardless of if it is or not, my motivations, I feel like, are not good. Like, that's where people's judgment of you... I want to get away from the hygiene example because that's different here's another one i just thought of is like um so wearing sunglasses i have sunglasses on my face as an example jay Mm -hmm. but you know how sometimes i like kick them up like this and they're like tilted on my head (laughs) yeah when i do this people look at me and they're like hey why are you wearing your sunglasses like that you look stupid and i'm like oh well they squeeze my head and i start to get a headache but if i tilt them up i can still have my sunglasses on and it's not squeezing my head anymore. And they're like, well, you look stupid. And I'm like, well, I don't care because <laughs> this feels better. And I don't care that I look stupid. I'm going to do it anyway. But if, but you if that bothered that me, <laughs> if that bothered me, then I would wear my sunglasses the normal way and suffer the headache at the at, to look normal in front of other people and not be judged by them. I think that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that comes think, back to just, like, you wanting to fit in as a person, which is, like, normal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, half the stuff I wear is because I think it looks cool. And, yes, I like looking good, but at its core, you want to look good, like, for others, essentially, pretty much. Like, you want to be viewed, in my mm-hmm. in my opinion. Some people, like, that kind of gets contentious at times, but, like, I like looking good because not just to, like, look in a mirror, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, yeah, that's another good example is in high school, I remember going from middle school to high school, Rachel and Aaron are like, oh, you can't wear cargo shorts anymore. And I'm like, why not? I have a lot of cargo shorts and I love all of them. And they're like, oh, but cargo shorts are weird. Weird kids wear cargo shorts. You shouldn't wear those. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not wearing cargo shorts anymore. I don't really know why, but (laughs) yeah. So, yeah. So I I do have some... Sorry. I have some theories as to why it might be bothering more yeah. as I grow older. And I, I was thinking I could just run them by you and you can either say, yeah, that sounds plausible or no, I don't think that's part of it. Well, I want to make I wanted to make one more point about the hygiene stuff. Um, not in regards to hygiene, but just on a more philosophical level. So at our at the core, it's like, well, I kind of could expand it to just like waste or whatnot. Because I personally, like one of the things I think about the most is like, is avoiding waste just like of random products like i mm-hmm. i'm very conscious of every time i use a paper towel and i really try not to and like just random things that's why i eat all the food and whatnot but um anyhow especially with like the use of products like i'll just random things if i can use less of it i try to mm-hmm. so then if at the core you think oh people need to use this a lot less than they think and you thus therefore use it the lesser amount that you think. In that sentence, you're acknowledging the fact that people think you need to use it more. So then, I feel like it's not too surprising when people say, "Hey, you should use that more." <laughs> yeah. So, 
I think that's kind of the point where it's like, maybe we're too, maybe we're not secretive enough, you know? It's like if yeah. some if something that's, actually that's isn't a problem. That's part of some of my reasons. Yeah, if something actually isn't a problem and you don't need to, like, people will never know, then it's like, mm-hmm. just don't let them know. It's like, they don't think you're a gross person. They just think it's gross that you do this, which doesn't make sense because it doesn't lead to any ramifications. So, like, mm-hmm. we could just let that sleeping beast lie, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we could rephrase it as... Um, Instead of saying I care more what people think of me, I guess you could say I have more of a desire to fit in. Mm. Or more of a desire to look normal or respectable, maybe? I don't know. Okay. To look like I do all the right things. Yeah. Do you think at all yeah. it's like uh, for a while in life you had like a, a another guy who kind of felt the same way about these things? Yeah, that's one of one of my potential reasons that I'm feeling this way is that I'm around less people like me, so I feel less justified and now I'm questioning myself more. Yeah. Because I for example in college, I lived a very cheap lifestyle, ate very cheaply, like cut a lot of corners, mm-hmm. like grab furniture off the streets. Um but everyone I lived with was doing that. We mm-hmm. were all on the same page. So I was like, yeah, this is normal. We're all doing it. It's kind of fun to like see like who can get the best furniture off the street, like stuff like that. <laughs> but then I guess you grow up and move to a different area. Like I guess just grow up in general. It's like, hey, people don't do that anymore. Hmm. And I'm like, because then the natural question is, well, why not? Like it saves yeah. money and it gets the job done. It's like, well, we want nicer things now. Mm-hmm. I'm going back down the path of like, like trying to thing. justify why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I guess part of it might just be in the past I wasn't judged nearly as much or I had more people agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. So maybe I always cared this much, but now I'm just more aware of it or not more aware of it, but it's more prevalent. There's more people judging me and less people agreeing with my current actions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it makes my will to resist them weaker. Yeah, I think, um... And then I find myself trying to be more of what the people around me see as normal. Hmm. Or what I think they see as normal. Yeah. I think that one makes a lot of sense. Because you want to be like the people that are around you. Mm-hmm. And now most of the people that are around me are people that are a handful of years older than me, perhaps. So they're in a much different place in life. So their standards and expectations are different. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, now I need to hold myself to these standards instead of the ones I had before. Yeah, and I mean, then, like, there's... That's like a slippery slope, though, because it's like, you start. I started to go down the thought path of, okay, well, if it's not, like, against your values or, like, detrimental to what you, your goals and what you want to do, then what's the harm in fitting in? But then it's like, well, what's the point of fitting in? Like, if people are going to say, hey, you don't do what I do, that's, I'm going to look un- unfavorably upon that, then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not really cool and i don't know that i want to like hang out with you that much <laughs> like you know yeah. 
but it's also like I also want to point out that uh, it's not like people are um, like looking down on me or like judging me in a mean way. It's it's just the little things, like I said, that Sydney says, oh, well, he didn't use enough soap on this dish, or Brian doesn't use soap on all the dishes. And then someone goes, yeah, that sounds on brand for Brian. Ha ha ha. Like, mm-hmm. and then that's another thing I want to point out is I don't hold that against the person who made the comment at all either, because I'm like, well, if that's my brand, that's my brand. Like, I shouldn't say, hey, I don't want you to say that because I don't like that about myself. It, mm. Because... That's not their responsibility, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess that's kind of where... Hmm. I think that's just... That might just be the battle that you face if you have an unpopular belief or value. I know. And that's why you have to be confident in it then. Yeah. But then the less people that are around you that agree with that belief makes it harder for you to be confident in it. Yeah, but... I was talking, actually, just yesterday about how, like, if there's something that's, like, an inherent, like, value or belief of your own, and somebody else has, like, like, if it just boil it down to, like, a number, like, if you're, if, if your value is category five, and, like, this other person's value is category seven, it's, like, it's kind of hard to pitch your value up to whatever theirs is, or down to whatever Mm -hmm. somebody else's is, because that's kind of you. It's like you can kind of like probably steer like half a point in either direction, but it's like at a certain point you can't really change what your values are, or at least not not extremely intentionally, I'd say. Right. It's like I value like conservation kind of just in general, just like saving things, saving like money, mm-hmm. not using more than I need. Um, and... I therefore will never like probably never value excess or like lavishness, you mm-hmm. know, um, obviously I'm sure that I'm hypocritical in some ways with that specific example, you know, it's like there's, there's cause there's certain things you value more than others, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it just comes down to the more unique of a person you are, it's just going to be harder to like be true to your values and still feel like you're fitting in because at a certain point you might just not fit in. Yeah. With who you're around. Yep. And then circling back to, you said, um, like some of our actions are maybe more exposed than they used to be. Or like we, like you share things you do with people that don't necessarily need to be shared. Um, and I think part of that is, uh, one of my points is that now that I'm with Sydney, more of my actions might be exposed because Sydney sees everything I do all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I can't fault her for like going and talking to people about things that I do because people talk about things they see like that makes sense. Um, but then, yeah, it might just be stuff that that like I might talk not talk about because I'm like ooh people might think this is weird but then mm-hmm. yeah other people are like I saw Brian do this thing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just more of the things I do are known to the community so then it affects it might may or may not I don't know this is all just from my own perspective is that that then affects how the community views me and then I feel 
more i since i feel like everything i do is more public it makes me think a lot more about the things that i do mm-hmm. ergo more self-conscious mm. yeah you know i have found myself thinking that like us uh, well one thing that's been happening with me recently is like uh running shorts like mm-hmm. i get heckled enough and like weird looks often enough in my running shorts that it like it does make me want to like wear slightly longer running shorts mm-hmm. but it's like i don't want to i like running in like the shortest shorts possible because i don't like wearing clothes when i run like not mm-hmm. no clothes obviously but like it's just wearing the short shorts that's what the pros do and that's what i like to wear and it's like it's it makes me feel like a runner you know but then enough people say like oh you look weird or like ew or like why are your shorts so short or something like <laughs> ew somebody said what was it a car drove past me and said put some clothes on you look fucking disgusting <laughs> that's and pretty I'm like, on the nose and i'm like wow like how upset were you that i was wearing this that you had to yell that at me but uh yeah. Was it also you that someone yelled, why your ass look like a naked animal? Yeah, that's actually documented on this podcast, I believe. Um, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> but yeah, people just yell stuff at you. And it's like, that's the kind of the first point where, again, probably being a a, a white male, um, specifically a male, I'd say. Um, I've probably had to deal with this a lot less in my life than a woman would. But uh, just like people saying things about what you're wearing and then that changing what I want to wear. I'm just like, that right. feels kind of gross because I want to wear this, but I don't want people to, like, verbally assault me, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But then when you're on a high school cross-country team or a college running club and everyone's wearing the ridiculously short shorts, yeah, like, when someone yells at all of you, you feel more validated because you're like, we're all wearing them. This is what we wear. We all think this is normal, so we're fine. We're good. Yeah, and when, when I you're show- by yourself, yeah. it hits a lot harder. And when I show up to a group of runners, or, like, when other runners see me wearing these shorts, one, they assume, like, oh, that guy's probably, like, a pretty serious runner. It's like, yes, because I'm wearing what runners wear. And it's like, when I show up to a group of runners, I'm just like, oh, I feel kind of like a badass. Like, not just because, like, I'm not just because I'm wearing shorts, but it's like, you know, you're, like, you're wearing the stuff, man. Like, you're, you look the part. So then Mm -hmm. it's, I can understand. Yeah, I think it's really, honestly, I think what we're seeing is, like, the the power and detriment of like wanting to fit in yeah because like people do crazy stuff people do drugs people start smoking cigarettes like just to fit in yeah because because everyone else around them is doing it yeah wow where are we landing on this conversation (laughs) well like i guess how do you feel about your personal journey through this because you said you feel more self-conscious like is this making you question your values I think my conclusion here is that um, I now live around less people that are like me. Yeah. So it's causing me to rethink all of the things that I do. Because it's more like, well, wait, why do I do this? Do I actually care about this? Do I think something else would be better? And then I see all these people around me who aren't as much like me. And I'm like, do I like what they're doing better than what I'm doing right now? And if I I think it is, then maybe, yeah, I make a change. I don't think that has to be bad. I think 
I think if it's well thought out, it can be healthy to try to emulate people that you look up to. Yeah. But you should not try to emulate people simply because you want friends or you want to fit in. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Or you don't want to be judged. Yeah. But the, yeah, I think the, the, where being insecure starts is when there's not, is when you're doing anything different than everyone else. Yeah. So then you want to try to find something to latch on to that makes you more like everyone else. And you want to make sure you're latching on to the right things and the right people. Yeah, and I feel like this has also kind of uh, opened my eyes to, like, just how messed up it is to be judgmental. And, like, I realize it's not a very hot take, but, like, just how damaging it can be to, like, say something negative about the way somebody else does something that you don't need to. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it's... If it's just different, just, just don't say anything. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so interesting that with kids, it's like, oh, always build them up, always encourage them. Like, the world is the, their oyster. They can do whatever they want. They can be whoever they want. Anything they show interest in, like, fuel it. Like, make it as good as you can for them. Make them have the best experience and everything. And then when people get older, that goes away. It's like, why are you trying something new? Why aren't you good at that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, like, you don't do that. You've never done that. Why are you doing that? Well, and although, to be fair, with some of the things that that we feel judgment for, it's like, they also pound into kids, like, hey, wash your hair, like, use soap. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, no, I know, it's like, there's a lot of messaging, messaging when you're younger that's like, like, fitting in is overrated, like, be yourself, do your own thing. Um, but doing your own thing often gets you roasted really hard, especially in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. It's like kids are ruthless. Yeah. Like, That's do you remember? Are important. Yeah, do you remember how, like, <laughs> what was it? I wasn't wearing the right socks on the middle school basketball team. So kids, like, I was like a not yeah. cool kid. And then I got like worse socks that I didn't understand because I wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah. I got like the, I got the knockoff version of the cool socks and everyone was like, wow, those are really lame. And I was just like, dang it. I'm trying so hard. Yeah. But. Yep. So then I guess the conclusion is it's not necessarily a product of growing older. It's just a product of moving around and being in different situations, which does tend to happen when you get older. So. Yeah. Well, I think what you will. And I think honestly, the wonder of being older, like imagine how much weird stuff you do. I. Hmm. I'm wondering if like you are more true to yourself and that makes you more vulnerable these days or if you were just like less perceptive in your youth what do you think like do you think do you think you've gotten you've developed into a state that deserves more or that deserves that garners more judgment or do you think you're just more aware of it i think i'm more aware of it i think when i was younger i was extremely blindly confident in anything i did yeah I, I would I would come up with an opinion and I would think, this is right, this is logical, and then I would stick to it vehemently. And if anyone questioned it, I'd be like, you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, I, I don't know if I'm more open-minded or more willing to um, entertain opposition, mm-hmm. but... Or if I'm, yeah, I am just have less conviction, 
I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, my journey has been when you enter situations where you're uncomfortable, because I, I think there is a positive side of this where it's like, um, like, I always say it was after Maddie and I broke up in high school, I, I always think that I like I got a little more like thoughtful of others just because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that was just like a timing thing or whatnot. But that's sort of a period where I remember kind of just being like antagonizing people less who like if people didn't get like me or get along with me, I felt like I antagonized them less after that. And I don't know if that was because I was like in a less confident state in the wake of that. So I was like a little more aware and I was like, oh, I, I want people to like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then even coming into college after that, I think coming into college, that was also another big thing because you're in a, you're very much on your heels. So like, I think that sort of desire to find community and like friendship and feel accepted can also lead you to like be mindful of others and like be kind to others. And cause like, there's a lot of good things that make you fit in, like being nice and mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, just supportive of, like, you, there's random things that you get accepted for that it's, like, rough if you don't fall inside of those because, like, they're neither good nor bad, they're just what fits in, but then there's also, like, this wide bubble of just, like, common human behavior that is, like, good and decent that makes people like you and makes you accepted, that I think it's, like, that realm is kind of good that it exists, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, like, judgment is not bad, inherently. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just trying to parse out which ones actually make you better and, like, allowing others to hold you accountable for those things and then parsing out the things that you might just have different values or actually don't matter at all, like what kind of socks you wear and just not care about those ones. And it's tough because some people will just think you're weird, but I think a great part of adulthood is that one you don't have to talk to that many people and two you can like keep secrets a lot better so like if you think people would judge you for something that you don't care about their thoughts on then you don't have to tell them about it (laughs) yeah but all right well we're already way past where we said we wanted to go to emails but i think that's a good stopping point for that conversation yeah i do i do feel like we might have to circle back eventually instead of doing it maybe in place of a pet peeves or maybe we can do a hygiene themed pet peeves episode because yeah. i feel like we left a lot of open ends to our hygiene practices and i don't want people's imaginations to run too wild yeah there were a lot of like very specific topics on there that i kind of wanted to dive into but uh tried to refrain from um yeah we'll we'll table that one because we could really rant about hygiene products yeah and then i don't know if there's another topic to be explored because you started off th- saying like you were more worried about what people think about you. And I don't know mm-hmm. if we like exactly drilled in on that, but we can we can table it for later. Yeah, we can always circle back because guess what, people? The Weekly Wilson Inbox is back bumping. We have nah, nah, three nah. this week. So I'm just going to... Well, there's one br- first-time emailer. What? So, yeah, do you want to like rock, paper, scissors for it or something? Uh, sure. Well, does does one of us know them better? I think you know them better. Well, maybe I should get it then. Alright, I'll let you do it then. <laughs> I mean... Hi. You're so nice. <laughs> um, then I'll read the other two. Okay, that's fair. You know, you get two emails, I get a fresh emailer. 
yeah. all right. Anyhow. Okay. This is a short email. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, is it? I didn't even look at it. <laughs> yeah. So, this one is from Get Outlook for iOS. Um, what? <laughs> they, they just didn't sign it with their name. Um, but I'll just say Mark. I think I've mentioned Mark several times. Um, good afternoon, Wait. Jay and Brian. What? That's not the one I'm talking about. What? The one from Mary. Oh, I didn't read that one. <laughs> Let's see that one. Oh, I'll read the Mary one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a little longer. All right, I'll take this one. Um, this one's from Mary. Should we mention that uh, her relation Mary, to dad? Yeah, Mary, wife of dad. <laughs> yes, Mary, wife of dad. Um, <laughs> hi, guys. Three exclamation points. I just listened to your podcast with your dad, and it was fabulous. I loved your questions, and it was fun for me to hear all of the answers. I know your dad is a man of few words, so he doesn't say things often. However, I get to hear all the time how proud he is of all of you and how incredible he thinks you guys are in your lives. I'm not so certain you get to hear that as much, though Though I'm sure the sentiment is felt. I would love to hear him give his perspective on each of you as individuals on this planet. Love you guys, Mary. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad we're getting good feedback on the dad episode. Yeah. And I don't know how... Um, yeah. I don't know how soon Mary will listen to this. I don't know if she knows that we do the auto-generated replies, but um, I'm going to hit her with the thank you, that means a lot button. Nice. I mean, that's a little, that's pretty personal. Yeah, and he is a, he is definitely a man of few words, so when you get him talking, it's always exciting. Yeah, and I think that's, um, well, a little, yeah, a little bit about, dad being a man of few words i think that as um the girls have talked about it 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 at least has made me feel like i don't need a lot of words to like mm -hmm. feel a lot of feelings from somebody yeah i think we're definitely a family of a lot of implied emotion where we just assume that we all love each other a lot yeah even if we don't say it all the time yeah like me teeing dad up for a joke i know he's gonna make and then him making it, and him knowing I teed him up on purpose. It's like it's like it's like little moments like that. You're just like it's oh, unspoken man. love. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna read this next one from Taylor, our most Whoa. frequent emailer. Um, subject line: Ben M A M I A, living life, you know. What up, Wilsons? Fin <laughs> finally got caught up on all the greatness that is the Weekly Wilson Podcast and feel like I can finally email in again. You can email in anytime. You don't have to yeah. get caught up. No, yeah, I'll take an email about an episode <laughs> from weeks ago. Anywho. First, loved hearing Big Brian on the pod. See, he's getting raving reviews. Raving reviews. Ra raving reviews. Raving. Raving. What does that mean? Like a ring wraith? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright. Anyways, would love to have him back as a guest again in the future. Loved all the running talk. It's great to hear people talk about something they are excited and passionate about, even if it's not something I would normally listen to. Is the, Oh, I think that's when we were talking about uh, <laughs> pro track. Yeah, probably. Um, congrats to Jay on a goal achieved at your 5K, and good luck to Brian with his time trials for the corporate track fin finals. Finale. Well, finals. One of, one of us had a little more luck. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for the thank you for the well wishes. It wasn't luck, it was pure skill. Yep. Speaking of running slash races, I just completed my fifth 
Peachtree Road Race on July 4th. Ooh. Not five consecutive years. 15, 17, 18, 20, 22. Okay. I'm definitely not in running shape, but was able to walk the whole thing, and it was super motivating to keep up with my training that I have picked back up. Stupid plantar fasciitis has been holding me back, plus lack of motivation. Yeah, I think that's been getting a lot of people in the past year. I was talking to one of my friends, because he's hurt, and like just we were commiserating about how detrimentally sad it makes us to be hurt. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's terrible. Like, we become hermits. But, anyway. yeah. <laughs> Definitely room for improvement in my time, but at least I finished it. Would love for the Wilson Bros to join me one year. Hint, hint. Yeah, That's I'd a great race. We, you've, yeah. run, you've ran it before? No, I would run the Peachtree. Oh, you tree. would? Yeah, no, it's a great yeah. It's a great race, I've heard. No, I would, I would. I would, I would. <laughs> when Brian talked about troubleshooting the van door, and then it just works, even though you didn't do anything... This reminds me of what happens to me at work all the time. I will be having an issue with one of our systems or technology, troubleshoot it, Google solutions, try what I think might work, etc. And it still won't work. I will go to our agency manager, Whitney, and ask her to help, and of course it instantly works for her or fixes itself. I always joke that she must think I am an idiot, but it really wasn't working until I heard that Whitney was about to handle it and was too scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think we always said that... Uh... I think we've said similar things about Dad before. Yeah, Dad just has to like look at something or pick it up and it'll start working. Yeah. Jay, it's funny that you said the other interns called you a dad at your dinner with them, and this is the episode in which you talked about the Wilson Stripling Batch Party. My exact fear is that I will be the mom-slash-grandma of the group in August. <laughs> I know I am a couple of years older than most of the people attending, and in a different phase of life, wife and mom, and don't want to be seen as the mom of the group. Looking forward to having fun and meeting all the important people in Brian and Sid's lives before the wedding. Also looking forward to playing drinking games for the first time in my life, only 10 plus years past my college days. <laughs> oh boy, she's going to have a rude awakening with yeah. my friends. She won't be a midfielder in soccer, we'll just... Yeah, can't throw so much into that. <laughs> no, that's Hoping just Hoping to stay caught up now and get back to my regular emailing schedule. Have an awesome day, Grandma Carnley. Nice, nice, nice. And yeah, then... I never mentioned it, but also all my coworkers like have the sentiment that I'm like ex extremely like childish, not childish, I guess, but like youthful. Like I'm like very like, yeah, I don't know. So basically what I'm saying is I'm in a sea of ageless wonder that is abridged on either side by vast expanses of not fitting in. <laughs> <laughs> perfect great place to be your own yeah. private island yeah and alright and then our final email is from Mark he says good afternoon Jay and Brian I think it would be enjoyable to hear about your first impressions of the animated series called Primal also the hype of season 2 being released relatively soon P.S. shout out to my man Gendy yep. and Joel yep okay. you got it my man Gendy <laughs> okay <laughs> Because the full title um, you is have... Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, you've talked to me many times about Primal. It sounds like it's off the chain, and I do kind of want to watch it, but... Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> I'm ludicrous. I'm also kind of nervous. <laughs> it's, it's tiring. By yeah, the end, you're just like... A... I... <laughs> By the end, you're just like, I just want him to like chill out for an episode. Just like hang out. Catch some fish. Yeah. 
<laughs> I want to watch a lo-fi yeah. hip-hop background of these characters for 20 minutes, just like enjoying themselves. Yeah. But, but I do I do also... Well, I guess we wouldn't have to commit a whole episode to that. We can shoehorn that in somewhere. Yeah. But I'll we'll have to watch it first. Did you, so did we'll you ever watch a single episode? Huh? Did you ever watch a single episode? No episodes. Oh, man, Brian. Yeah, you're in for it. I think, I think Sydney has a Funimation trial going right now, though, so maybe I can hop it's on, on there. It's on HBO Max. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's an American cartoon, right. Brian. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, that's new. Yeah, so it's uh, by the guy who did, uh, what is it, Samurai Jack. Oh, yeah, 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 you were telling me that. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> enough talk about Primal. Do you want to wrap this up so Mueller Construction can get back on track? Yeah, he's standing over me with hammer in hand. Um just waiting to smash my laptop to bits. But, Brian, it was a pleasure. Um, I hope you know that I thoroughly judged you while you were bearing your soul to me. Um, and I still want to do a podcast with you. So, Good. Yeah. But it feels good to air my, air my grievances with the world. Yeah. And myself. It just feels good, you know, to, to feel heard. You know? I think that the, uh, the supportful listener is a... Is a Unsung hero of society. Yeah. But Brian, we find ourselves at the end of another podcast. And once again, me reminding the listeners that they can follow us on Twitter at Weekly Wilson Pod. Tweet us your short thoughts. And I might check the Twitter sometimes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Weekly Wilson Pod for updates when I do them. And then. You can email in at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com and we will assuredly read them. That's honestly the most reliable way to reach us. So if you really do mm-hmm. want us to hear your thoughts, just email in. I know you're all adults. You're all, you're all checking your emails at least once a day. You can fire off an email to weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Um, and honestly, you know what? No pressure. Just send us, a, send us a hello. You know, we never really know all the folks that are listening to this. I'm, 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 no, no, no. Uh, hey, Brian. Um, I'm sometimes surprised when people tell me that they listen. It'd be if you if you just want to let us know you're out there in the ether, feel free. But uh, Brian, until the end of next week, unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson. His name's Brian Wilson, and this has been the Weekly Wilson. One one of the workers for Mueller Construction isn't Maxwell, is it? No, why? Because I really hope that's not Maxwell's hammer that he's holding over you. Oh, no!